Welcome to The Real Deal, where real estate meets real life. I am your host, Janina Gliani, here with my co-host, Ryan Hatcher. What, what? And I'm so excited for our guest today. She is not only an Enneagram expert, which is something that I feel like is kind of really popular nowadays, so I'm super excited to dive in. But Anna is also just an amazing human being. You are so fun. So Anna's on our team. We get to work with her every day. Um, she's brand new to real estate, killing it in real estate, like really putting yourself out there. You're killing the open houses. I love that. But we're not going to talk about any of that today. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about you and the Enneagram. So before we go into that stuff, Anna, why don't you tell us about yourself? Um, I My name is Anna Daniels. Um, I have been married 12 years this weekend. Um, I have a daughter named Gabby. Um, we moved here from St. Louis, Missouri. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't. I didn't know Ryan. Somebody asked me if I joined the team because I knew Ryan. Ah. Missouri is a big state. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> um, and before that, I lived in Florida. I grew up there, um, and I also bounced back and forth um, between Puerto Rico, which is where my family is. So I spent a couple years there um, in like late elementary school, and so kind of back and forth a little bit there. Yeah. Awesome. So, what brought yeah. you into real estate? Um, I actually started to learn about real estate in like right before COVID hit. Um, we were looking to buy a house and we had just sold a house and I was, I realized how little I knew about the process. Um, I kind of just took somebody's word for it and I, I, I really, um, you know, trusted my agent and I just realized that there was a lot of things that I probably needed to understand a little bit better um, for myself um, before jumping in again. Um, so I started listening. I actually, I read um, Real Estate Investing for Dummies <laughs> just to kind of like get the get the basics. Um, and then I started listening to the Bigger Pockets um, podcast. That's a good one. Um, started learning about all of the avenues that you can make money in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, so it's um, been a journey, but it um, brought me here now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, you, you brought up something again, which is another thing that I, I just absolutely love about you is your uh, thirst for knowledge. Yes. So you like to <laughs> listen to podcasts. I so do. tell us some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to. Um, so my so bigger pockets. I, said I that. do. Um, real estate wise, I also really like Hustle Humbly. Um, actually, before I got my license, I met with a successful agent um, back in Orlando. Um, and she said, that's the only podcast you'll need to listen to to get your like, you know, that's cool to be successful in real estate. So I, I binged it like mm. there was like a hundred and something episodes and I had an eight hour layover in LA. And so I binged and That's listened cool. to as many as I could, wow. um, right before jumping into my course. And, and I love that. Yeah. It so, probably was like super inspiring, right? Yeah. Like, do yeah. This. It was, it was really good. Um, so I, I like that one. Um, I also like, um, just, um, guilt, guilty pleasure mm -hmm. wise. Um, I like celebrity memoir book club. Um, I love reading, um, as well. And I also love, um, pop culture. So it's just fun to listen to. It's two comedians. They, um, you know, discuss the books that they just read That's as it cool. pertains to celebrities. So just fun. Like the celebrities that wrote them. So they don't interview the celebrities. Uh -huh. They just discuss 
the book. Like they read a okay. memoir oh, okay. that somebody wrote and then they just kind of chit chat about the book and That's cool. go over it. So yeah. yeah. I love that. It's Do you fun. listen to any podcasts, Ryan? Uh, I, little bits and pieces. I end up listening to audiobooks more than I do podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe one day someone else will give us a shout out and say, yeah, you know, maybe. that real deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll toast you guys on Hustle Humbly. I've there actually, I've always wanted to write a toast on there. They do a toast at the end of the show. Oh, I love that. So they like shout out. So I'll have to, I'll have to shout you guys out. Write That's a, awesome. Write a, write a thing, say that I want um, a toast to go out to you guys. I love it. Yeah. Um, Really quick before we jump in, I know I keep saying this to the Enneagram stuff, but you, I know when you and I originally met, that was one of the things that you talked about was your experience as a buyer or a seller and working with another realtor and how you were kind of disappointed. And it made you realize like, gosh, I kind of think I want to help and be better for somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a lot of things that now that I'm on, on the other side, I think, um, oh, this probably could have been done better or this could have been explained to me better um, so that I had known my options. And and part of it is just like, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. Um, so now that I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of it, I see, you know, things that I want to do differently yeah. in, in a way that helps people. Can you remember one thing specifically? Um, I, we sent, or we were, we received a Binzer and um, I know that the seller, or I'm sorry, the buyer, when we were selling our house, had like a, a long laundry list of repairs. Um, and now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, you really want to make sure that you're telling your seller that you're focusing on just like the things that are going to matter as far as safety and things like that for the home, not necessarily cosmetic updates and, you know, people wanting something just because they threw it in there yeah. because we did everything that came back on wow. the Binzer and it ended up like our total was like seven grand. And I think we probably could have done it for a lot yeah. less and yeah. just done yeah. the main repairs yeah. Yeah. Um, that needed to be done. Yeah. And, and there was, it was also a conventional loan. So I know now that like a lot of those things didn't need to be done mm -hmm. and, and we did it and the buyer didn't show up to closing and we had to relist Oh, oh my wow. god! Yeah, Anna. yeah. <laughs> That's so, devastating. Which was great, but the, like, I mean, it was like, oh. So then, when we um, put so it back on the market, really oh. quick, is your was that state where you sign you're in face to face buyer and seller, or no? No. Do you know? I don't remember what state it is, and this actually might be like a good quiz. What state is it in the United States where? For closing, buyer and seller must meet at the table mm. and sign across uh, from each other. And I don't even know. Is, is it New York? I know New York is similar. I don't know if it's New York, though. But like they have and I just have heard from clients that live across in those places. Yeah, it's horrible. I was told like they end up arguing because they're pissed about things. Yeah. I was told um, during one of my real estate courses that like, you always want to ask people like, so where are you from? Like, yeah. Just so that you kind of know like, okay, well, have you bought and sold a house Super here? good point. Like Super it's, good it's a little point. bit different here or it might be different than where yeah. you're from. This is how it's going to yeah. play out on closing day. A hundred percent. And honestly, that's such a good point. I have those client, those 
conversations with my out-of-state clients too, where they're from California or Washington and they do things a little bit, just a little bit different. And so then they come here and they have these expectations, Mm -hmm. right? Disappointment comes from missed expectations. And so trying to like, okay, explain, that's where that communication, explaining that process is so important. So they know what to expect. And then too, when you have that buyer consultation or listing appointment, you hopefully have addressed some of those concerns ahead of time. So they're like, oh, okay, that's how that works, right? Because it is it's so different in certain different well, different states. Not not only am I glad that we don't do the face-to-face in Arizona, we actually don't even like our buyers and the sellers or yeah. vice versa to even communicate at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because so many times things can get out of hand. Somebody says something that, is misconstrued or misinterpreted and, or they share too much information or. And I've had it where they think it's like all for good. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. And it never ends well. Never, ever, ever. So yeah, yeah. it's just best that buyers and sellers don't interact at all. Let the agents figure it out. Exactly. (laughs) So you, you gave me a thought you were talking about the Benzers. So that's when the, in Arizona, it's when the buyer has the opportunity to submit a list of things to the seller that they would like them to fix before closing and the seller gets to decide if that's something they will do. What's the craziest thing you ever saw in a Benzer? Well, kind of to your point, the people wanting you to upgrade things. Yeah. Like cosmetic things. Like that's not the purpose of this, right? That's how it was when you bought it. This isn't a chance for you to get the house upgraded before you move in. It's to address major issues with the home. Replace a functioning AC unit. Right, right. Or just like, well, the water heater is, you know, eight years old. old, So can you upgrade that? No, (laughs) it's working. And you don't know the life of it, right? I remember seeing one of the line items was a little drip line cap. It's a little piece of plastic from Home Depot for about 30 cents. I'm like, just go to Home Depot. Why would you even put that on there? Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, that's good. I love that though. Cause then, well, and also that was like when I bought my house five years ago, the house that I'm in now, I going through that process, even though I had been a licensed realtor for a few years or four or five years at the time, it was still a good reminder of what that process is like. Right. And you said this earlier, you know, we do this every day, yeah. day in and day out. Most buyers and sellers only do it a few times in their whole life. So having someone that has that knowledge to walk them through that process and also just to be a guide. I remember going through our house and it was so funny. I always joke about this, but I told my husband, like, I wish we had a realtor to like talk to about this stuff right? because <laughs> you're, when you're in it, it's so emotional yes. yeah, and yeah. to have that like neutral third party that can kind of balance you and help you to process through things is so, so helpful. Well, I, I think a lot of realtors actually have their peers sell their house. Yeah, I had, I've heard, I had, I heard I had her well. technically sell mine right? Mm-hmm. Um, for that, for that very reason. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, It's a little easier negotiation when you're not the one with yeah. the, right. you know, Right. That's like when you look at a home and it says owner agent and their names match, you're like, oh yeah. dear, this is going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and often, often, to be honest, the value is overinflated right? because they're pushing the line to see what they can get. And mm-hmm. it's you tough. You weren't like that though, Ryan. You, I, were, I you were a good seller. <laughs> yeah. I would work with you again. <laughs> <laughs> not for a while though. Yeah. Right. No, no, you don't want to do it again? Well, I don't want to sell anything. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 would, I want to do the opposite, actually. Yeah, right? I actually, I was actually telling uh, somebody the other day that I was like, the, and obviously, you know, we all kind of look back and nobody, you know, 
again, you don't know what you don't know, but we sold our house and it's like doubled in value. And I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm not selling my house again. (laughs) I'm going to hold that forever. (laughs) I, um, in hindsight, it's always 2020. That's so hard, right? right? I was just having the conversation with a seller yesterday of when we went under contract on their house, but when we originally listed it, even though the market had already started to turn at that time, it's still much different than it was today, right? That market of a few months ago is even different than our market is today. And having to like process through, and she was having a little bit of a regret of not taking an offer that came in significantly low at the time. Um, But it's like, gosh, you know, you just never know, right? And no one could have ever predicted any of this. So super hard. Um, but enough of that, right? Yeah. Enough shop Let's talk. Let's talk about the Enneagram. Talk about, that's more fun. That's more fun. Yeah. I love this. I'm yeah. super excited yeah. because you've been a great resource for me when it comes to understanding the Enneagram. And for those of those out there that don't know what it is, can you just give us like a quick little summary of what is the Enneagram? Um, yeah. So I like to say it is, um, a personal, a personality test, uh, of your soul. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, it's much deeper than a lot of other, um, personality tests that I've taken. And, and actually I had taken, um, Myers-Briggs before and I, I don't remember exactly what my thing came back as, but I remember like the nickname was like the mediator and, I am an Enneagram nine, which is the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can understand that maybe that terminology makes sense for some other people. Um, but the Enneagram just really resonated with me personally. I also think that I found it at a great time in my life. Um, one of the things that I'll talk about a little more as we, as we kind of, um, you know, dive in the conversation here is um, the book, The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron um, was an incredibly valuable resource for me. And I tell people to start, to start there mm-hmm. um, just because it's, um, I'm going to write that down and maybe I'll add it to my audible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually I was going to say, cause before we started, I wanted to make sure that it was available on Hoopla, which okay. is um, a library resource and you can do it on audiobook or ebook through the library on the Hoopla app. So you don't even have to buy it if you, I mean, but if you do like one of those subscription things, you can do it that way too. But, um, it really just gives you a very, um, generic overview of all of the types. Um, and, um, so there are nine different, there are, um, and I, I have this pulled up from the Enneagram Institute, um, which is just like the basic descriptions of the nine types. So the one is the reformer, and I'll also give like a brief overview on some of these. So the reformer, um, the rational idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. The two is the helper, the caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. The three is the achiever, Ryan, you're a three, uh, success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, Excelling, driven, image conscious. Uh, The four, the individualist, the sensitive, withdrawn type. Uh, Expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, temperamental. The five is the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six is the loyalist, um, the committed security oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. I come from a long line of sixes. <laughs> I have a lot of sixes in my family and they kind of tend to- My best friend they, is They six. tend to clump together. They tend to stick with 
all other loyalists mm-hmm. because they just value loyalty. Mm. Um, number seven is the enthusiast, um, the busy, fun-loving type, uh, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Did you say first child? <laughs> Did you say that or no? I didn't. Oh, God, that's what I heard because my, my first child is a seven. Yeah. And so maybe that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, eight, the challenger. Janine, you're an eight. Um, the powerful, dominating type. Self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Oh, that makes me sound horrible. <laughs> okay. We'll get back to that in a horrible. second. No, 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 no. We're going to have to qualify um, some of that. Yes, yes. There's like an Enneagram speak. You yeah. know, you kind of learn what some of these things mean. Um, and then the last is the nine, um, the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, um, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, complacent. Um, That's so, super cool. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I, when I first took the test, I took it through the Enneagram Institute. Um, they, they do charge now. I think it's mm-hmm. harder to find a free test, True. Um, yeah. which is why oh, I encourage no. people to I just, tried. yeah, <laughs> which is why I encourage people to just read the road back to you because I think you're really going to get more out of it by understanding each of the types. And when you really read about them, one of them is going to be like, Oh no. Yeah. And you're going to feel exposed. Yeah. Like that's how I felt. Yeah. I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but I also feel validated by hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah. and on, so <clears throat> this is like super, I'm going to get super deep here, <laughs> but I've always struggled. I've always been told that I'm assert aggressive. That's the word aggressive. And it's always been just like such a negative thing. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I don't mean it to be a bad thing. It's just who I am. And I've come to understand that it's, that is, yes, that's who I am. But knowing that that's how I come off to others helps me to kind of temperament, temper Mm -hmm. it. And also I've made peace with it. Like it's okay that I'm like that. It serves me well in certain situations. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but I also give grace to others who perceive it as a negative. Right. And so it helps validate me for me. I feel validated. No, absolutely. And, um, one of the things that I, I really like about, um, the road back to you, something that he says that a lot of people, you know, will say that they don't like the Enneagram or whatever, um, because it puts them in a box. And one of the things that I have found is that it actually just shows you the box that you're in. Mm. Um, because you're kind of doing these things. And, um, if we had a quote, that's the quote (laughs) from the show. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of, you might not be aware of some of the things that you're doing or how it's coming across or, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's been really helpful in just navigating relationships with people who are different than you. Yeah. Um, because for a long time, I, I feel like I can get along with pretty much everyone. Like that's like the, the highlight of the Enneagram nine. Like we get along with whoever. Um, but sometimes people would just rub me the wrong way. And that really (laughs) bothered me because I'm like, this isn't, this isn't me. Like, I don't know why they're getting under my skin. Um, and then now I kind of understand that there's like, you know, certain, certain types that just, um, you know, not, not that, um, cause I, I think that everybody has like all of the numbers have like their strengths and their, you know, weaknesses. Um, but that I just, um, when they're not self-aware makes it difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing is when you, you know, I, I have a, a friend who, um, I think under normal circumstances, it, it probably would have bothered me that she was so, um, like, um, uh, like uptight <laughs> because mm. I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah. Um, and so 
but knowing that that makes her who she is and and that there's other parts of her that that really is a struggle for her more so than it is like just her you know being difficult towards you yeah know, it's just it's, it's something that is she is right struggling with so my best friend she may watch this may listen to it she knows <laughs> who she is she already she knows her she's a six but I, her and I are so different in that way yeah. too, right? Where she has, tends to be anxious about like things. And I kind of am like, what is the big deal, right? right. And for me, it's helped me to give her grace knowing mm-hmm. that that's how she is. And it just is what it is. And, and understand that there's like something intrinsically in her that kind of is fueling that, yeah. right? Right. So it's like I can just make peace, which to me also relates to why this is really important, especially in our business, right? Where we're interacting with people throughout the day, uh, tons of different people, um, is understanding who they are and what makes them tick. When we understand that, we can serve them better. So a big thing when I got into real estate was understanding the DISC profile and the and and kind of trying to identify a client in terms of where do they fall on that DISC. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, I very much a broader um, and a broader I don't know a test, test assessment yeah. Yeah. than what the Enneagram is. And and I don't think any of us could super identify what something you probably could because you're like this expert in it but it would be a little bit harder pretty for me. close most of the time right you are yeah. well that's actually pretty funny because when we you first were talking to us about this you were kind of going around the room pegging what we were yeah. and you were right yeah i think on all of us right yeah um i Except think for brett i don't i still don't know about brett well or, okay it's, it's interesting though because when i took the test finally um I was on the border between a three and an eight, which is weird. Yeah. So I actually was having coffee with somebody um, last week and we had this conversation because I always find a way to work the Enneagram into a conversation. (laughs) Um, And she was telling me the same thing. She said, um, I asked her if she had heard about it and she said, yeah, I think so. Somebody sent it to me. She said, I think... I think I'm an eight wing three. And then I said, oh, oh, well, that's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your wings are going to be the numbers on either side of you. Yeah. However, eight and three have a lot of similarities. Yeah, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, what's going to be different is your core motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I had sent Ryan like an Instagram post on um, like the mistypings of eight and threes mm-hmm. um, because for you know, you guys both like to win. Mm-hmm. You guys both like to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, there are some differences mm. in, in what's driving those behaviors. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things with the Enneagram when people um, actually was talking to Max and he had said um, that, you know, his wife was a, a two. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times like uh, Christian women, or, or yes. he had mentioned that she was like yeah. a two or something, but yeah. she was actually a seven. Or, yeah. Um, but that you you kind of get like type like right typecast right. or whatever, where people are like, oh, you're this, you must be this. Right. Like so that that does kind of happen. Um, but but you have to dive deep into it into, to really. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you had to do that right to validate yeah. yours. Yeah. And- well, and what I'm mostly interested in now is learning how to identify like you can what 
somebody may be, especially family members, and maybe mm-hmm. just confirm that yeah. and have them do it. But then how do you work with them? What are, what are the things mm-hmm. that you need to know that will allow you to give grace mm-hmm. or to better understand them yeah. or where they're coming from and why they are ticking the way they tick? Yeah. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, in our profession where we are working with people so closely, mm-hmm. knowing who they are at their core is just going to help us deliver a much better experience I'm putting together a marketing piece for our team and kind of the idea in it is talking about these are our promises that we'll make to you, but also understand that the biggest source of frustration and disappointment comes from missed expectations. So having said that, like, let me know if there's something that you need me to do or do better or do more or less of so that I can meet those needs because I don't want you to have frustration or disappointment, right? And at the end of the day, it's just a simple conversation. Some clients like more communication, some like less. Some Mm want to be communicated via text, some want phone calls. My One of my clients right now, he's like, Janine, don't email me. Don't call me text me like he Mm. straight said that and I was like sweet I love that you said that because I will make note of it and I will serve you that way yeah so I I also think it's it's really easy um or not easy I shouldn't say but it's um you can be more impactful Mm -hmm. that way and really um provide service in a way that it's going to matter to them yeah because there might be something that matters to me that is just you know you, you wouldn't care about, totally. you know, totally. So I feel like it, it helps that way. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know what Kara is? I don't. What's your husband? He's a four. Yeah. Okay. Raise a two. Yeah. So my oldest daughter's a seven. Yeah. And we'll have conversations. In fact, she, the other day was like, mom, you know, I have FOMO. like I know (laughs) right I know honey and she's taken the test a few times and every time it's like a strong seven like there's no but you know what's funny is if I were to have guessed hers I don't think I would have guessed that about her but when I when I look deeper into it I'm like oh okay she is for sure that way right like so it's yeah it's just kind of funny but it's really helped me to understand like that's what motivates her she's very motivated by wanting to have fun all the time, constantly needs to be busy. She's my child that will ask me, what are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing today? What are, she just called me on her way home from school. Mom, what are we, I know she'll ask me, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> she's always all about that. Yeah. And if we're out or her friends are out, like she just feels like she's missing out. She yeah. tries to do everything and fit in. And it's just so funny to me. But knowing that about her, it's like, okay, I can understand. I can help her with it. You yeah. Know? We, we talked about the Enneagram this weekend with my daughter who is... 11. Um, so she's still really young to understand a lot yeah. of these. However, she has been around us speaking about the Enneagram. Like it's like a second language at our home. Like we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and it was funny cause when my husband first met Ryan, he was like, um, I said, I said, what do you think he is on the Enneagram? And he said, he said, I bet a three. Like, that's <laughs> hilarious. So funny. And so he was like, just from that, you know, brief conversation, you yeah, can which was of, like 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can crazy. kind of like, you know, once you kind of fine tune, um, that being said, it is really important that the Enneagram is not used to weaponize people. I love that. Um, it's, it's really, it's the best tool in understanding yourself and in, um, becoming more in tune with yourself, which is automatically going to make you better towards other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do, I do try as well as I can, like, you know, I can, I can spot people pretty well Mm -hmm. now. Um, but I, I do try to, you know, 
you tell me what you are. Because I really, at, at the end of the day, I don't know right. what goes on inside right. your head, inside your heart. Right. Like it's just, it is, it is going to be different for everybody. So you might be putting off something that I'm just, you know, I, I might not know yeah. what's going on on the inside. Yeah. So I do try to, you know, if I see that some things are kind of like, oh, you, you kind of might be this. Um, so this might be important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try not to be like, oh, they're, they're such a three. <laughs> right. Oh, good. I'm glad you yeah. didn't say eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was funny because like during like during our meeting earlier when you were like saying something to your dad, it was just I I don't even remember what it was, but it was so funny. I'm like classic, classic. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I expect. (laughs) I know I can't like I'm definitely I don't know what it is about my personality, but like it shows up if I'm like an eight, like I'm an eight all the way on the disc test. Like I'm a high D I it's like, yep, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. We did a color test. Have you heard of that? So uh, yeah, somebody had actually the person that I was talking to about coffee over like over last week had mentioned that one to me. Um, but there's like four, yeah. right? So it's it's pretty, it's It is, yeah, it's more broad. Yeah, if, yeah. and Ryan and my dad were also the same color. <laughs> yeah. Which that, is probably why I work out. so well with Ryan. Yeah. yeah. It's right? Funny. Well, I think, I think that any, or I'm sorry, that like real estate as an industry tends to lend itself really well to threes. Mm-hmm. Like these are people who are goal oriented. There is like no cap. So like you can, you can, keep being the best and mm-hmm. you can fine tune and become the best in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do find that when I'm in a room full of agents, there's a lot of threes. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, that, that actually makes sense yeah. because in my previous career, I, I felt like there was always a ceiling, always a cap, right? Yeah. And it drove me crazy inside. I didn't talk about it with, with many people, but it, it, it bothered me. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Not having a limit on your mm-hmm. potential. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, I mean, and that being said, like I, um, you know, I was talking to my husband about it last night about how, you know, um, you know, we have like a, a three, a three and eight and a nine. And I think there are things about threes and eights and nines that all make them really great agents mm. all in different ways. Yeah, I would say so. And I, that's actually such a good point because that's one of the things I see with you is you have this really great ability to connect with people, Anna, in such a like casual, easygoing manner. I think that's a huge compliment. <laughs> and I think it's going to serve you really well in this business, right? Sure. Because it's all about relationships and connecting and you're very likable. And so I think it's going to like draw people to want to work with you. It is a humongous skill set in yeah. this world. And I was actually just having a conversation with a elementary principal this morning. And we were talking about how the, the young generation now are going to struggle to have these types of conversations and make these relationship connections yeah. because of technology and how they you know, I mean, everything is a text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's almost overuse of that technology and not this. Yeah. Right. And I love this though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what else should we know about the Enneagram? Um, okay. So I have a couple of notes here. Let's do it. Um, so I, I did want to touch on, on the history of the Enneagram. Yes. Cause that's something that's not super, you know, as much as it has become more mainstream recently, that's not something that's talked about often. Well, um, I think that's, sorry to interrupt you, oh, but I think good. that's good because I know even I was slightly hesitant about getting 
more information about it because I didn't want it to have any like witchcraft connections, right? Like a horoscope does and can have that associated with it. And so, but it doesn't. Right. Right. So it was actually, um, first originated, um, in, uh, the 1960s in, uh, Chile, South America. Um, and then it was studied by, um, American missionaries and then it was eventually brought over here. Um, it really became, um, first known um, when uh, Father Richard Rohr brought it in the 80s, um, but it was still just left to the seminaries and like that kind of stuff because it was believed to be like this resource that could be abused and, and um, you know, was, was kind of like powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so they just decided that they would just keep it to um, like spiritual leaders and things like that. Um, now in 2016, Ian Morgan Cron wrote the book, The Road Back to You. Um, that's actually about the first time I learned about it. I learned about it on the um, For the Love podcast by Jen Hatmaker. Um, and then I, um, there was a, another book that was written shortly after or around the same time called the sacred Enneagram by, uh, uh, Christopher Hertz, um, which was also my, my husband's like, that one was much more dry than the, than the road back to you. Um, uh, the road back to you was also written by a, uh, Ian Morgan Cron is a four. Okay. Um, so my husband's a four. So I feel like that, <laughs> that like checks out. I'm right, like, right. I'm like the five is maybe a little right. more, more dry, you know? Yeah. Um, actually I, I actually think he might be an eight. Oh, Chris funny. Hertz might be an eight. Um, so I think that his is more like direct, informative. Yes. As, as, yeah. as opposed to less like, um, like storytelling and yeah. things like that. So, you know, it's funny cause that's like a big thing for me. I, this is another little secret I'm getting. I'm giving away too many of my secrets <laughs> of who I am, but I'm like, get to the point in so many of my conversations. I think that cause I'm such a, like, again, that high D side of me of like, just get to the point. Yeah. Like I've seen that. <laughs> with my stories oh no <laughs> i love you though right i don't mean it in a bad way but i have to like yeah temper myself um it's funny like my son he loves to talk and i'm just like oh okay what <laughs> but anyways um our church this weekend our sermon the it was a different not our head pastor that spoke our lead pastor and he was like all about these lists you know, but all about these things that you could do, like a checklist. And I was like, this is the best sermon ever. Like, I love it. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, I realized, I'm like, I think I really loved it because it was super direct and it wasn't as many stories. It was just like hmm. black and white. Yeah. Here you go. This is what you do. And I was like, I'm all about that. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then let me see. Uh, I think that was, that was pretty much it. The other resource that I've, I've read is the, the complete Enneagram by Dr. Beatrice Chestnut. That one's more textbooky. Mm-hmm. Like that one goes in to like, it goes into not only like the types, it goes into all the wings and then there's like subtypes, which is a whole nother thing. So it, it it's much more textbook like, mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, it, it helped, um, actually, especially my husband, because there was a lot of things about the four that, um, he was like, well, this mostly like this makes sense. And all of these things like check all these boxes, but there's, there's, um, a a subtype of four that looks like a three. Mm. And so when he first took the test, he was, 
he was a three. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. like, he didn't feel the way I did when I was reading about the nine. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. somebody's been in my brain. <laughs> and he just, he didn't get that. So he was not as into it in the beginning because he was like, that just, I don't think, I think that's like yeah. a woo woo thing. Yeah. And then, um, then he started learning about the four and he was like, oh, that makes sense. But then as he learned about the subtypes, he was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like with my husband, he's a two, but it's, he's not as strong of a two as I am an eight. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So he thinks sometimes he's like, am I a one? Like he kind of, and so maybe he's a two wing one or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's very possible. Cause you'll have, you'll have both, mm-hmm. like you'll have both on either side. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a nine wing eight. Mm-hmm. I, I lean pretty heavy on the eight side. Um, but I think at, like I, as I've gotten older, I lean into the eight more. Mm-hmm. I used to probably be a little bit more towards the one mm-hmm. side when I was younger. Um, but I think like as I've, as I've gotten older, and yeah. learned more, matured more, yeah. I probably lean more the other side. So yeah, you'll definitely, you'll have both wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you, you may be like a certain subtype that tends to present in a way that, you know, might look a little different. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you could give like a quick little summary without your notes, I'm going to quiz you okay. on the different types. Yep. Maybe give us like strength or weakness or whatever you want to share. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So type one, what would you say? Um, organized. Mm-hmm. So organized. Yeah. Okay. Type That's, two? Um, they're going to be there for you. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be the that. friend that shows up when nobody else does. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. Three? Um, three, make excellent leaders. Um, yeah. Four. Boom. Four. There. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing cause it's like my yes, husband. Yes, so yes. I'm like, he's not going to like when I say this, Aww. but, um, but, um, fours are, are, um, I, I would call it a silent strength. Um, they're going to, um, sit with you when you need somebody to just be sad with you mm. or to just kind of, you know, not make a lot of noise, but be there. Yeah. So, I can see that. Yeah. Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Number five or five. Um, so fives are really smart. Um, they're the engineer. My, my dad's a five. He's an engineer. Um, so I would say the smartest person in the room awesome. might be a five. Okay. Six. Um, six are the ultimate friend. Mm. I, y- you want a ride or die. You want a six. I love it. Yeah. That's my, my yeah. best friend's a six. All yeah. Right, seven. Um, sevens are so fun and hilarious. Yeah. Um, maybe not intentionally hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not funny cause they're telling jokes. Like they're funny cause you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Eight. Um, eights are always going to root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, you want somebody to go to bat for you. You want an eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's they're going to have your back. Yes. That's so true. All right. And then nine. Um, the nine is going to be down for whatever. I love it. Um, I'm like I'm easy going. Any, yeah. I'm up for anything. Yeah. Just don't make me choose. Don't make me like yes. make the decision. I think um, my other really good friend is a nine. Yeah. I yeah. need to ask her. I think she, see, this would be cool. Like to like test each other. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have awesome. my, I'm going to have my family test. And do yeah. It, it is. Got, it's good. I have to know. Yeah. I don't know for Chase and Mallory, but yeah. for Elise, like super clear, Ray, super clear. Um, yeah. And then I'll sometimes send you or my dad stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is so you, yeah. right? Or yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I save them. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cool. Anything else we should know or any other um, resources? What if someone wants to like get into this? They're like, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. What should um, they do? So my best advice is to start with the road back to you. Okay. Um, listen so, to it. So read the book or listen to it. Listen to it, it yeah. or, or read it. I really do think it is the best resource for beginners. Even before taking the test? I do. I think it's okay. better than taking the test okay. personally. Um, because it's going to give you a really good overview of all of the types. And then there's going to be one of them that just really sticks with you. And okay. you're going to be like, it, it should make you feel exposed mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, it's funny because when I was reading the eight and you were like, that sounds terrible. I know. That's kind of, that's kind of what your type is going to make you right? feel like. You're not going to be like, isn't that awesome or hilarious? You're going to be like, how do they know that about me? Oh. That's, that's the yeah. one that you probably, cause all of them have good stuff, yes. but then everyone kind of buries their dirty yes. laundry and you yeah. don't want anybody to know yeah. these things. So when it's kind of like exposed, yeah. you're, that's probably what you are, but yeah. it does give you an insight to all of the other ones yeah. and it, it makes you think. Um, so like, am I this one or mm -hmm. what about this one resonates with me, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it'll really help you navigate it yourself, which I think is really helpful. Yeah. When, you look at just all that you've learned. What would you say has been like the most valuable or impactful? What, what has, yeah, had the biggest impact on you? Um, so my husband and I did it together. Um, it was something that I, I was on board with before he was, like I said, it took him a little bit longer to, to come around and to really understand it. Um, but for us to one, you understand yourself so much better. Um, but it also gave us like, a, a language, um, to, to understand each other, um, and to not see things in each other as like, as you know, good or bad yes. or whatever. Um, but it's also, um, helped us in like, my husband will call me out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're doing that nine thing again. Ah. You're doing that thing where, you know, you're yeah. kind of withdrawing, yeah. like you need to, you know, yeah. face this head on. Yeah. Um, so it is helpful to have somebody like an accountability know, partner. Yeah. Yeah. It really is like to kind of, because once you know these things about yourself, like yeah. you kind of want to lean into your strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, so being able to one notice it for myself, mm -hmm. um, but then also to have, you know, like I said, my husband be able to yeah. hold me accountable in that way. I love has that. Been really, really good. I love that. You know, um, when you were talking, you reminded me, um, for me, one of the things, cause I do try to learn as much about the being an eight as I can. And one of the, something I read was saying how eights tend to be very, um, like annoyed with like they're the first to like, as soon as the light turns red, they want to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's me a hundred percent. My husband's always, I'm always like, it's green. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> like, I'm like, well, you should have gone. So I like get so fresh. If someone asks me like, what's your pet peeve? I will tell you it's bad drivers. Like I just have like the worst road rage and knowing that about myself, I feel like, okay, Janine, it's not a flaw. That's just how you are. And I feel like it kind of takes that away. Right. Yeah. So it helps for sure. Yeah. And I'll send stuff to my family. See, yeah, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah. This is like in my personality. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because Ray's like the opposite, like super patient. Like, like I said, I'm always like, let's go. The grit light's green. Go right now. And he's like, I'm going, yeah. you know, it's just like, we're so different, <laughs> but that's probably why we been married almost yeah. 20 years. And right? I think that on the Enneagram Institute page, so there's like a website, Enneagram Institute. I think on that page, if I remember correctly, there is 
a um a resource that like tells you like couples typed with whatever or and maybe it's like in relationship oh, that's cool. um so it, it shows you what your relationship tips and tricks um i think it no, more but, so yeah. shows you like this is what a healthy relationship between a mm. nine and a four looks like this is what it looks like when you guys are not you know, on the same page or, mm. you know, somebody's checked out or, um, so that, that is really helpful as True, well. Yeah. I follow yeah. a page that's all about that a two and an eight are married yes. and they yeah. talk so much about that. Yeah. That, um, a, another resource actually is, um, the typology podcast, which uh -huh. is Ian Morgan Cron. Um, and he just goes into, I mean, you can go in there. There's, it's a library. There should be tons of episodes. So if you're interested in learning, about just your type you can look and, and find and then there's also like he'll do couples but i do think it's helpful to really listen and yeah. learn about all of them that's cool yeah that's cool awesome thanks yeah. anna yeah you ready for our rapid fire yes <laughs> it's fun we'll I, go I said, easy on this you this is an enneagram nine's worst nightmare being put on the spot <laughs> we'll, we'll go easy on you okay all right question one if you could have any superpower what would you choose oh teleportation Ooh. um my family lives in oh. florida um also i am i am uh, not a good driver yeah. and so i really would just rather just yes. show up somewhere i love that that's yeah. a good one yeah if you had unlimited money to start a business, what would it be and why? Oof. Um, so I, I like these, um, like the, have you guys heard of like the laundry, like type services where you, it's like Uber yes. or whatever you like set it outside yes. um, and then somebody else does your laundry and then brings it back folded and stuff. Um, I, I feel that. like, I feel Talk like about dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would really value that. So I think that just like providing that as a service, um, I've often thought yeah. about that seriously. Yeah, because it's, like, I it's have my kids. least favorite. They can do their own yes. laundry. Yeah. Yes. Why would I favorite? Yeah. Okay. What famous actor would you want to play you in a movie? Um. I'm gonna go with Jennifer Lopez. I love it. Because, I was thinking yeah. that. I was so thinking that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Jenny from the Block. That's awesome. <laughs> I totally was thinking That's her. Funny. What inspires you? Um, my family. Mm. Yeah. Love, love my family. Everything I do is for my family. Yes. So love it. I love that. My biggest inspiration. All right. What have, oh no, wait, did you change the questions? I did. Oh my word. Okay. You have five. <laughs> you threw me off. What is your favorite movie of all time? Um, Mean Girls. <gasps> um, it, <laughs> it, it came out when I was in high school, you know, like, so it was like, it really, Resonated. shaped my world yeah, right? view. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. a good one. It's, and it's still it's still funny. Yeah. It's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Probably always will be to yeah. some extent, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the best vacation you've been on? Um So, uh, a couple years ago, we uh, it was a uh, 2018 to 2019, um we spent some time in Australia. Um, and we got to see like the fireworks at New Year's on the Sydney Harbor Bridge. Um, so that was really cool. They're That's one of the first cool. places that like rings in the New Year. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. Did you see any like humongous spiders there? I didn't. Oh my goodness. That's um, good. And, and I think that people say that like, and, I mean, obviously like they have that. Right. Um, but like not where, not in like people's houses. Okay. You know? Cause I've seen those videos where they're like as or at least big as the your houses face. I was in. Right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe in other people's houses. <laughs> Uh, what do you feel most passionate about? Um, the Enneagram. <laughs> like I said, I find a way to work it into a lot of conversations. I if we it. talk, we're going to talk about it eventually. I love that. So I, I love it. Cool. What was your first job? 
Um, my first job was uh, at Gainesville Health and Fitness Center. I worked at the kids club. So watching kids while their parents worked out. Aww. Yeah. Cool. What are you most proud of in your life? My family. <laughs> my family. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Last one. Do you think that everyone should look into the Enneagram? I do. I do. <laughs> um, I I mean, I, I try not to push it on people. If, if they're not ready, that's okay. Yeah. But it is really helpful. So I think it's yeah, yeah something good to know. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thanks Thank for you, having Anna. me. Thanks for sharing all of your knowledge with us. So fun and just so valuable. You're a great resource when it comes to the Enneagram. So thanks for watching guys. Don't forget to like our podcast and subscribe to our channel. We would really appreciate that. (laughs) 